Welcome to Encounter. This is a podcast and radio show where we seek to encounter Christ, culture, and community. On this week's episode, we're going to find out what we're going to talk about right now. All right. Hey, save me some time. Um, I still do every single one uh, live. I, I, I even <laughs> that I makes even, sense. It's only it's only literally thirty seconds, so when it makes sense, yeah. To have but like, but, but, no, no, that first that first part though, that first ten seconds, I that I stop at each one in case I mess up on the parts after that. So that part I should just immediately copy. Oh, over then, yeah, just stop it, and then yeah, you want to, yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm I delete it. I literally hit delete <laughs> every single read, time, and then I do the new one right after. I just think back to like the first few episodes where I did it, and I literally would sit here for like 10, 20 minutes trying to think of it. <laughs> no, it was an like, hour at least. I'd leave at eight, you guys would be done at 12. <laughs> You'd be like, ow, now, brown. Uh, even I'd be trying not to mess up and not, not like sound. Encounter. 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 <laughs> Today words. we're learning about... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm upstairs brushing my teeth here. Encounter. <laughs> Encounter. <laughs> it was polished when it came out, though. It, it did. It was. But all right, so I was really blessed by Dom's podcast last week. I was thinking a lot, a lot of the questions mm-hmm. he was asking, and mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the the talking points we had that kind of stuck with me throughout the week. And so, uh, something cool that happened uh, that I found out from our pastor this week. So, just random starting point. Uh, he was telling me that a he went he was on his way to a funeral yesterday when I called him to ask one question, and the funeral was for an Acorper Township cop that passed away. Okay. Um, in a, uh, he got shot in the leg. It got infected. He died much, much later, and apparently it was terrible. Like, uh, I don't say apparently. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, the family and everything, and they had a funeral. And whenever they have a cop funeral, it's huge, right? Yeah, so yeah. Had lots yeah, of yeah. people. Uh, they had a couple thousand people turn out for it, and they asked a Calvary Chapel pastor to be to deliver a gospel message at it. Wow. So I want to say something like Harry Presley or um, Dom or Harry. Or, so he gave me the name. I forget what it is. Um, and he he called the other pastors for prayer before, you mm-hmm. know. And, um, so the, all the Calvary pastors went to kind of just pray over the and you know pray for him as he's going up. And he said he delivered like a John eleven awesome gospel message. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of expecting. He said because it was all the pastor was saying it was like a three hour deal because they have all like the processions and they have the right. horse you know policemen and everything and everybody after two hours was getting like a little agitated mm-hmm. and that's right when he was supposed to come up and he said he was like thinking he's going to hear because he was in the back with all the people who were standing there the longest and was expecting to hear like oh here we go and he said he didn't hear that at all wow. he said everybody's very respectful listened to him the whole time wow. and praise god that hopefully a lot of fruit come out of that yeah that's exciting um, especially when you get not that he's calvary chapel but just gospel oriented scripture oriented yeah, yeah. and he was able to share it with almost the entire police force in south jersey and yeah, so it was just encouraging to hear yeah. a lot of a lot of spreading seeds there. That's good. Yeah, and I, I think when Pastor talked about it last night in his message, I, I I've said this before about funerals and stuff about why I like them, but like the way he phrased it was priorities are properly oriented at weddings and funerals, and I think that's a better way to say what I felt. I, what I always felt about funerals is that they were just like raw and pure. It was like everything else just kind of faded away, and it's just simple. Yeah, and obviously it, funerals more so than weddings, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, for, I mean more so, but also, yeah, yeah. Um, and his thing was like, it's just that when you get bad news or you're at a funeral or something terrible happens, like your car, your like none of the stuff that normally stresses you out that creates anxiety matters. It just evaporates. Mm-hmm. And so at a funeral where that rawness is happening, eternity is what you're considering whether yeah, you're Christian or not when you're going that you're just eternity's on your mind yeah 
and that is at the, that's where like that seed is that soil is most fertile for the seed to be planted. Right. So, um, hopefully, it was lots of seeds were planted. It is wild. Like it, it can be sometimes. Hopefully, it's not the case, but it could be at the end of somebody's life is where God uses like their life, like one last time as like one great more example. If that makes sense, like. It's usually where people gather to remember you or who have seen your life, mm-hmm. maybe see how you've changed over the years. And if you're a believer, then hopefully there's a, there's a pastor and there could be the gospel message to point back to like kind of almost pull out the details that people saw through your life mm. and be like, hey, look, this person was a believer and this is what they trusted in and hopefully we'll see them again one day. Like yeah. just tie it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So I not to say I want to lose anybody, but it is cool to know that God can use that. Yeah. Will use that mm-hmm. when yeah. we do die. You know, and all right, question mm-hmm. in Acts 4, mm. you see them react to Peter and John getting arrested, and people are converted because they say that they see that they're untrained and uneducated. Yeah, so their testimony came from their appearance of unworthiness to carry the message they carry. Yes. I, right, because I, they I are- the fact that they couldn't make it up. They're like, there's no way these guys know what they're talking about. This has to be like <clears throat> divine. There's no way that they just like so, put this all together. So Christ makes them worthy. Not that they're not that they're unworthy, but you look at a Pharisee or someone like that, someone who carries a message from them, they look worthy. So you take their message more seriously. Mm-hmm. You see it from, you know, a fisherman and the guy who was just like, you know, saying words in a rooster crowed, you know, that, that mm-hmm. you're not going to- and so they got get the full glory. So, okay, yeah. No, I'm just I just before you continue because sounds like you're about to attach something to that. Yeah, I just clarify the question real quick. Or I haven't asked what, it yet. Oh, oh, okay. Go ahead. So go so ahead. the question is like, why do we get put so much more value on people who seem worthy today that bear the banner of Christ? Like, okay. I say we like the entire fellowship of Christian athletes is built around celebrating and rejoicing in famous people that are Christian. Gotcha. Okay. Like. Psst. Just explore that. Like, why why do we get so excited over like a Roth? Not that he's he's a bad example, but growing up, like before he had his weird hit his head and all like strippers thing. Um, the people like Tony Dungy and Tim you Tebow. Know, Tim Tebow yeah. Like you get like everybody's so excited that a good looking football well, player. Okay, and they don't really emphasize and build up the custodian or the friend who works at the local. I, so I'm, I'm let me just okay. Let me just speak personally. Yeah, what I get excited. When I see somebody famous that's a Christian, is because I'm hopefully giving them the ben- I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm hoping that like that's awesome with their platform, Impact. Mm-hmm. they can do yeah. so much. And then it usually dies off because I don't really hear anything. Like once in a while, you hear like, "Oh, uh, Tony Dungy did a camp, a Christian camp," you know, and or maybe I, you don't hear it all the time because it's, yeah. the media won't show that. But so maybe they're doing stuff all the time. But what you hear about. You, you almost get upset because what you hear about, unless you were to seek it out and search it out, what you hear about is is underwhelming. Now that's not I can't say the same for Tim Tebow. He or, he does a lot, but um, but just generally all of them, it's like oh you hear like so you. Uh, to me, it wouldn't be enough to just be like oh you're on the red carpet and you said Jesus, which that's a huge step for most celebrities because they mostly know? just say God. Oh right. So, um, how however uh. I mean, maybe I'm not doing my part in seeking out with their minute, their stuff, but it just seems like to me I get excited because like you have such a huge platform to make such an impact, 
And it would be like your average, I would imagine, like your average first century Christian getting excited that Paul's arrested in Rome or he's talking to King Agrippa and he's talking to Festus. Yeah. You're like, you have, you have such a chance right now. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or almost taking it to this extreme, not the second century, where uh, Constantine uh, becomes a Christian and it's like, okay, this legitimately changes the course of uh, that's an extreme example because he's changing laws and stuff but like yeah. in that same that would be, yeah, be, like, like, be like if a president was well it, it's, 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 it's arguable yeah. if Constantine was even an actual Christian yeah. or not but I see your point is like it would be like if a, a president was actually a Christian not and but I mean Christian Christian not Republican Christian but like, normally if you were to see these people really pursue God and use their platform their platform goes away like the only reason extent. why Chris Pratt is still around is because he hasn't said the word Jesus. Right, and to me, that's on him. Oh, I know. But because I, also I, an ask for is we cannot not talk about the things that we, we know to be true. I agree. I, so, I'm, I'm just, I see like, I'll watch YouTube or something, and he'll get like an acceptance speech. It was a recent one. And he was like, um, God, and said like a lot of great things. Like God um, died on the cross. He died for all of you, like all those things, but never really mentioned Jesus and the blood. And like, yeah. I know you don't have to say that every single time, but like- all the things were like, praise God, he finally, like, we finally have a, and it was all these celebrations. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, in that, the gospel was not said. In, like, right. he did not say the gospel in that message, and that is his purpose. And he'll still get movie roles because he did not say the gospel. Which is what we talk about, not necessarily not getting movie roles, but like the the idea that it, it is le- legitimately just Christ died, buried, and rose again. A- apart from that, we have literally nothing. So, because hmm. there's other religions that believe in God. And yeah. so it, that is what separates Christianity from and everything not, else. And, and not only that, but it, since you mentioned Acts 4, like specifically in Acts 4, the number one thing they told him not to do is do not preach in his name. Yes. And that's the, such a huge theme from the beginning to the end of the Bible of there's power in the name of Yahweh, mm-hmm. and that becomes the name of Jesus. Covenant name? Uh, yeah, the covenant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you see the – yeah. So, yeah. But that's – so the irony is that he won't say – Jesus, because it'll ruin his career when there was people in the Colosseum getting martyred because they won't not say Jesus. Yeah. Like, if you just don't say that word Jesus, we won't kill you. And they look, mm. no, like, like they die with it on their tongues. So it's like, that's that's when I get, like, it's underwhelming. So it's yeah. like, I don't get excited now when Chris Pratt, I find out Chris Pratt's a Christian because it's like. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. That's why I don't. And even for Jordan Peterson, I love the guy, but I've never heard him profess Christ. Well, yeah, he, no. I don't think he and, but is. He, I've seen a couple YouTube clips where he says, I believe in God now, like those kinds of things. Oh, definitely, I think believes in God, yeah. Yeah. He has debates about verse atheists. Yeah, but I think he, like the Judeo-Christian God is what he's thinking of. I don't think he accepts the Messiah. Correct, um, Yeah, personally. But, I mean, I've had people send me like the videos of of, like him doing that Mm -hmm. um, and they're like so excited about it. And I just think we need to be very careful about one, what are we celebrating? Yeah. See, it depends on on the people. I mean, I don't really know Chris Pratt, right? But, I feel like I, I feel like I know Jordan Peterson more. I've never met <laughs> either heard him one talk of them. For yeah. of right, but if Jordan Peterson, Jordan, he clearly is willing to risk everything for what he thinks to be true. Yeah. So if he were to believe in Jesus, he would one hundred percent risk everything for and 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 proclaim that name. And his platform is infinite. Right. I mean, he's almost gotten kicked out of Canada at this point. Like, so yeah. it's like he he doesn't like he does not care, and that's the difference. Like. Okay, so then Chris, like, to me, how you're describing, and this isn't bashing Chris Pratt. I don't know. You know I like just, him a lot, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, to me, Chris Pratt is the rich young ruler. Like, so, okay, so you're so you're choosing Hollywood over mm. Jesus then. Like, yeah, and, and people like Joe Rogan will make 
I'm not even judging him at all. I'm just using him as an example, by the way, because I actually would love him in his movies. But uh, like Joe Rogan made comments like, dude, Chris is a great guy to hang out, uh, out with. The perfect example of a Christian. He doesn't talk about Jesus around me. Like he's like, literally like he doesn't, he doesn't pester me with it. Like he just, he's a good guy. He lives out what he believes in. And, and that's all you need to do. You Who is this? to tell me about it. Joe Rogan says this about Chris Pratt. Okay, yeah. Um, everybody in Hollywood loves him. Mm -hmm. um, and he has ton of friends who aren't Christians and everything, fine. But like they're, they like him because he doesn't bother them about the Bible, you know, which is like, we're supposed to bother people about the Bible. So like, yeah. the hope that's in him, if they ask, maybe that's what he's hoping. Like the hope that in him will stir these conversations and maybe he is having personal conversations and they're just not being mentioned. I don't know. But he's just an example. Um, yeah. Like I remember yeah. I, like, growing up when I used to watch sports, it was like Heinz Ward. Everybody loved him for that. Mm -hmm. Like Palomalu said he was a Christian, like all the people in the Steelers. Yeah. And it was like, it's God's team. You know, everybody's talking mm -hmm. about it then, meaning Ken. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Doc. Didn't the same thing happen with the Eagles the year they won yeah. the Super Bowl or yeah. something? That yeah. Similar. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, just looking up a list of people that go to Hillsong, which if you ever seen up there yeah. in New York, uh, their their sermons where they are like, "Look who's here tonight!" Like, and they celebrate the celebrities, and are there is like, really? I don't want to say Carl Lentz, but because we saw the thing, but uh, Justin Bieber, Haley Bieber, Selena Gomez, Usher, Vanessa uh, Hudgens, um, all the Kardashians, um, Catherine uh, Schwarzenegger, Austin Butler, Chris Pratt, Nick Jonas, Bono. Like all these like famous yeah. celebrities, and they love it because it's just boosting their popularity as a church and everything. Yeah. Um, when, like, I know even on a local a church that's thirty miles from here, there was an Eagles the kicker, um, Acres, David Acres. Yeah, used to uh, it might still, but he went to FSC for like a long time, hmm. and it was like very intentional to make no notes that he was there. Oh yeah, that's how it was at uh, Connect in Cherry Hill. Yeah, was it was there? the year. Huh? Was he there? No, it was Carson Wentz and okay. um, oh my gosh, uh, Nick was it Nick Foles. It? No, it wasn't Nick Foles, but it was the, the tight end at the time. Who I forget. Um, there was like three or four of them, and every, everybody literally like intentionally like didn't talk to them. Did they successfully do that? Like they really yeah, walked yeah. in and out. Yeah, that's a mature church. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> things happen in leadership, but, but yes, no, but yeah, uh, 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 the, the congregation time. acted very mature to like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I would have a hard time not shaking their hand at least. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I mean, but you would as if it was they were anybody else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, no Carson, more so. What's going on, man? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I would feel more stardom again with Shane and Shane in the room than anybody else. Yeah. I yeah. would have to mm -hmm. shake their hand. I would but, honestly not know what they looked like enough to just be, I, I would think that they're just a normal person. And I love them, but they were the most uncomfortable people to talk to I've ever met. That's famous. Who? Like Shane, 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 really? The 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 not lead Shane. Yeah. Um, he was really sweet and nice and comforting, and the other one was very not. Really? Yeah. And I think it was a disposition that happened the whole night, which I think might be his introvertedness, and he was uncomfortable. Okay. I, like there was a line of like six hundred people, and I, when he went to Princeton Alliance, I, he talks I, about I, being I bought the special tickets yeah. to go to go see him afterwards. And like all I did was like, "Hey, how you doing, man? Do you have any tips on how to like strum that fast, like as a joke?" And he was like, "No," <laughs> and just stared at me. That's and then, just a pretty and good then I was with my buddy Mitch, and he was like, "Yo, do you, um, is it like the pick thickness?" And he was like, "That could help." And like it was just real cold, and but that could just be I don't want to do this. Like I just yeah, want to go yeah, home. Yeah, I yeah. miss my kids. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Huh. But that was like as fangirly as I've ever gotten, and it was right. a lot down. But the other guy like kept on stepping in, 
Right. Yeah, he, he was just like, yeah, he's trying to solve it. I do think this is one of those examples, though, where this, uh, and I know you're just using it for <laughs> topics, but it, this is one of those, like, th- I don't think this is Acts, what's happening in Acts 4 can be application to today. To us, to us, in this sense of like the stardom. Um, well, I, th- I think the idea of that God, I mean, because it's not just in this dispensation or whatever you want to call it. It's yeah. not just here. It's throughout the whole Bible that God most oh, no, of the yeah, time yeah, yeah, uses yeah, yeah. like non-suspecting people to carry his glory. Right. Like the Israelites. Yeah. Like he chose those covenant people. Right. And they were not the people that I would have chosen during right. the time. Yeah. You know? Um, so this is like just another example of of – Choosing people who can't give, can't take God's glory from him when, once right. they accomplish anything. When today, I'm just trying to think why we go the other way when people, like, anyway. So if you have a celebrity, I, I would, I, I can't think of that many, but that many celebrities that have have a foot to stand, like a leg to stand on uh, reputation-wise, and then they actually start professing Christ and they lose everything. Like, there aren't that many of them. Well, I, I, the only one that I can think of off the top of my head is Tim Tebow. But did he lose anything? Not because. Oh wait, that did lose something. You're yeah, saying that, that did, did lose, lose something. Like, no, nah, I mean he didn't lose anything because he's. It's different with sports though. They're not gonna. You know what I mean? They're not gonna. If you see, <laughs> I don't know how to explain. If you score ninety-five touchdowns in a season, you can. You, they're they're going to base on your outcome. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're making that money, it doesn't matter. What yeah, they don't believe. care. What, they don't care what you do. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's not illegal. Um, okay, I forgot about this one. So here's a list of this random list, but um, Chris Tucker actually left Hollywood to pursue Christianity. Oh, okay, from oh, Hour. Okay, yeah, left. So these are people that like, um, like actually left their sacrifice something. This one, Angus T. Jones. No idea. Big popular guy. I'm just kidding. He's the kid from Two and a Half Men. You ever see the show with Charlie oh, Sheen? Yes, 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 yes. Um, he, he's the kid. He um like left the show because he felt convicted by. I heard about that, but then. They made new seasons and he came back. So, yeah, I don't know. so yeah. Um, and then there's a very short list. Vanity? Nope. From Destiny's Child? You just put in an event. Vanity from Destiny's Child. There's only three of them. Oh, wait, like unless you're talking way, way back. I don't know. There's Kelly Rowland, Michelle, who nobody knows the last her last. And then Beyonce. <laughs> Michelle Vanity. I was kidding. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is a picture of a girl that looks like she's in it. All right, so not that many. Uh, so, but don't you think though, if you if you're like, if you're like a celebrity, and you openly profess Christ in the same manner that Peter and John would have, do you think oh, you in could that manner in just proclaiming the gospel, whatever platform you have, you use to glorify God? Do you think that you could maintain your celebrity status? Yeah, as long as you're you have you can't you have to be great at what you do. Maybe an athlete. Because it do you is think, going to, it is do you think going in to, Hollywood? Yeah, absolutely. Certain people. If Denzel Washington was a Jesus professor, you think they're going to not? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, like certain I think people. There's, I think there's a couple people. There's there's certain people that can do whatever they want because they're at the top. But I mean, yeah, you can't just be like your average because it is going to bring controversy because half, if not more, people are going to be like, shut up. You yeah, know? so it's yeah. like, it's going to. You're going to be denied but, roles. Yeah. But I mean,. They're also half these Hollywood people are causing equal problems 
doing cocaine and yes. did I mean like it seems like that's touted and celebrated more than anything though I think that the cardinal sin is professing Christ in Hollywood right now you can pretty much do anything the only thing that's been blackballed is the Me Too the only Me Too it's like made like abusing women bad but outside of that most sin is mainstreamed in Hollywood yeah well I'm talking about when it becomes a disrupt like when it, when it disrupts yeah like you can't you can't get a movie sh- you can't get a movie done because this person is dysfunctional as a cokehead. You know what I mean? Like that, like it yeah. comes to a point where it's like, if you're functioning anything, they'll be like, yeah, we don't care. But you're thinking of like, I'm, I'm thinking of like, um, if we're admitting everything is done with money, right? Buy money and what it yeah. brings in. If you, there's a professing Christian in a movie, people won't go see that movie. Like if you put Tim Allen in a movie who is a professing Christian, like they could not have him as the voice of Buzz Lightyear because it would have tanked their their income. And like there are people that protest Chris Pratt movies with protests. Um, now he's still doing okay, obviously, but if you were to be a little harder, it might not. So like I do think that there are, there's a, anyway, I do think people will, the, capitalism will work its way, work the strong Christians out of Hollywood movies if people stop seeing them. Well, I think, yeah, I think it's 100% money-based. Yeah. So if they knew, so if somebody was a profession Christian and for whatever reason, the, despite their professing Christianity, the population loved them, mm. then it's not, what I'm, what I'm saying is it's not the, it's whether or not the mass hates them or likes them. Okay. That, that's what I think it is. It's like, I well, don't that, think Hollywood has a, like, you cannot say Jesus because of some just abstract thing. I think they're saying you cannot say Jesus because a mass might not like it, and then we might lose money. Mm. But you know what I mean? Like, if, like, like the NFL, they were like, they had this like. It seems like every other running back beats his wife or beats their kids, and then yeah. and and then it, they it's, they only do something because they know they have to. But then as soon as if that that running back's good enough, he'll be right back scoring touchdowns yeah. because it's, let's say they only that's care true. where the money they they pretend to care. I think that's more so true in sports than than like acting. But yeah, for sure in sports. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, if somebody like. If Denzel just started professing Christianity, but was still the exact same actor and was would bring in all these like they wouldn't care like because yeah. money's the love of all like the root of all evil so it's like yeah. the love of money so but I do think they are willing to to sacrifice quality and money for causes now which is new that's new yeah as far as like the you know the like movements. Disney movies yeah, and yeah, like yeah, all yeah, the different yeah. casting in order of social justice causes like right. casting different people in different roles but we, we talked about this with the uh, was it the Buzz Lightyear one or yeah. which, whatever one it was recently that like all of Saudi Arabia banned it or something like yeah. that or, or, yeah. right so it's like Disney will go down this and come liberal back. movement and come back if the, so yeah. they don't actually care they just care where the money's coming in like, yeah. they pretend to care like yeah. in the heat of all the Black Lives Matter stuff like everything had it Netflix had it up the NBA had it on the courts the NFL yeah. had it in the touchdown zones it's like until if the, if the all of a sudden the whole population just swung the other way, they yeah. would stop caring. Like yeah. they're, and they're I, not, you know what I mean? It's not like and I can't find anybody that like that hates the Greatest Showman. Like most people, you know. The, the yeah, movie. yeah. Um, people people might not right, like yeah. musicals or whatever, but if you like that, that show is just a strong family value show. Hugh Jackman. Like, there you go. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yeah. Hugh Grant. Yeah, where you you know it's just about a dad who starts doing the wrong yeah. thing and then prioritizes family in the end. It's a beautiful story, mm-hmm. and it's like people can resonate with that. And there's no agenda to it other than just like promoting family values. Yeah, and I would guarantee that's probably in the top most replayed Disney movies on like the app um, on Disney's on Disney yeah. Plus, whatever. Um, yeah, that and like so they gotta read those numbers, you know. Oh yeah, that and still probably to the, it's all the old school ones. Yeah, that were written. You know what I mean? And, and going back from like Bambi to yeah. Remember the Titans, like it's just like. 
That's such a good movie. All those ones that were written before all these movies are still like the yeah. best. Yeah. Because you know what it is? Like they're not, I mean, at least they're not good at making it subtle. Like it's just mm. so, when they, when they want to put a movement thing in there, it's just so obvious that it's like, we see what you're trying to like, don't you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Don't you know you have to velociraptor ties? <laughs> <laughs> Slowly. Slow, yeah, yeah. But they uh, can't because it's they got to do it with the movement. Yeah. And over a decade, if they tried to slowly get it, might the movement might be gone by then. Yeah, it's like true. a whole different thing. Be. They can't. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I just I'm not necessarily taking the direct application. It just made me think about yeah, yeah, no, celebrities and like why do we get so excited over people who have status when that's not how biblical gospel preachers were edified by God. Yeah. Um, like most successful pastors that I know of were either pulled out of the muck and mire or had to walk away from a successful life in order to preach. Mm-hmm. There's no like teetering. Yeah. You know, like even ours had to walk away from tenure as a police officer. Yeah. Um, I wonder also if they're like, we just don't know what happened to some of them. Like, yeah. I wonder if they were really excited when Cornelius got like, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. finally, somebody with a little authority mm-hmm. now on our, you know, like, yeah. We just don't have it recorded, so it's hard to know. Yeah. Well, even that, that there were some that were recorded that uh, the uh, Jewish leaders and stuff that received. I believe that is in Acts two, and it says that they didn't say anything because they were afraid of what was going to happen to their. Status. Oh, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how about this? If if you have to be, this is what I've been thinking about since with this throughout the week since since, since I've read the Acts Acts four is like it's not Acts two by the way. Sorry, I was just thinking that through. If God used the littlest. Mm-hmm by the world standards, mm-hmm. to proclaim the most. If there's a believer who gets saved and actually is doing well, is that limiting? Doing well? And by the world standards. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and not in a bad way. It's just like successful in their field. Does that limit their ability for God to use them? Because God can't receive glory completely for their accomplishments. To an extent, I, I would say, yeah. I, I was I was gonna say something, but then I, I was like, I don't know the reference for this, but like, too much is given, much is required. So it's like, because you're successful, that means that there's a lot more required of you to give up. In the the yeah. in the like uh, example of the rich young ruler, yeah, you can say that you're successful in everything and be a good Christian and follow the law and the rich young ruler's extent, but like, are you willing to give that all up if it truly means following Christ? But what if it's not asked? Like you're willing, but it's not like you don't have to give up being an athlete and millions of dollars because there's not a direct application for it. No, I I, I would imagine it's like any other thing that we've like talked about on this podcast where it's like like a a, a theme from the beginning and the end of, of of scripture is dependency on God, and just we know a natural result of having a lot of money and, and comfort sacrifices your dependency on God. It's just a natural consequence of that. Yeah. Like you, you would just like anything else. Like if you want to, if you, if you're trying to defeat pornography, do these, like we talked about, we did have like, like kill all the workers. Yeah, kill, no, no, what? No, no, what? <laughs> you said defeat it. Like, no, 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 no. I'm saying like your sin. Like I'm if, if it's your sin. All the workers, no, I'm saying like if it's your, like, like there's certain things to tackle that yeah. way or like literally don't go down that road or, or yeah. do, so it's like, if you're trying to grow dependency on God, 
then having a lot, which we all should be doing, and then having a lot of money is only going to make that harder for you. Yeah. It's just more for you to have to tackle. Yeah. And so put more and more safeguards up. Wouldn't that be an intimidating message for a successful person? Like to convert, thinking like you're a successful football player and you hear the grace of God and then you just, you look and be like, all these people had nothing and they were useful. Why would I, I'm not going to be able to be useful because I, like I'm successful. Like I, I don't know what to do about that. No, you. I think you could. I think you could. I have to give all this up. Yeah, but there's not not literally just like you give it to a person. Like there's yeah. ways to like you know what I mean. Like start. Th- I mean, start things in. And obviously, I'm not talking about us. I'm just thinking through the lens yeah, of a celebrity. No, here yeah, because we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like you would have to like. There's so many. Th- there's so many community. The community things like you can do every every. What you say with the NFL? Like, every NFL team is in a big city there's yeah. so many things you could do there. there's so many missions things you like it, it if you wanted to you could really use that yeah. money for the kingdom so it's, it's kind of like an excuse to say that you couldn't but um yeah i don't know i mean like yeah I mean, it's just a tough i don't know i just was think, thinking through if i were if someone to like say I, i'm reading who's just became a new believer and they they are successful in their field they're a quarterback for somebody and they get, they just start recognizing that all these people are defined as losers by the world, and then God works through them, and then they're like, the world thinks I'm a hero. So can I be used? Like, what do I have to do to mm. to make myself usable? And and that point, it would just be like creating dependency. Well, the, I think the harder part, you can literally like with the, as far as the finances go and the actual physical money, you can put up safeguards, you can give it all away, you can do all these things. I think it will be. The harder part would be the mental aspect of it when, like, you're going around signing autographs, and yeah. like you said, like people are like borderline, arguably like worshiping, worshiping you. you. Yeah, they got your jersey with their, your name on the back. You know what I mean? Like things like that. And it's like that would be harder to like not let pride yeah. get in the way. But yeah, but I just had a super random thought. Like, has a player ever like not worn a number in their name on the jersey? Is that even legal? It was completely you have to have a number. They have to have a number. Yeah, you gotta have a number because of if you commit a, a penalty, penalty. Like they gotta like yeah, yeah. assign. Or you beat your wife, they have to know a number. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But I mean, they didn't. I mean, there's going back in time, they didn't have names on the names back of their jerseys. But uh, now, I guess then you still technically idolize the number. So I was just, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking of like a one little way. I don't know. Yeah, it's just random. Um, sorry. But yeah, I don't know. It, that's one of those things where it's like it's hard to find a very successful person in scripture prior to prior to you know God's glorifying them yeah and then also and then it's like once they do get the glory it's not long after that until they ruin it like Solomon or you know it's like but as as non-successful people this is a great message for us (laughs) You know, like the this message of you know he can work through, and what, what's beautiful about um, getting a quick read through the Old Testament with the Israelites is like the reasons why God chose these people are uh, as His covenant people aren't. I I knew this truth deep down, but seeing it fleshed out, aren't had nothing to do with the merit of the people at all. Like it's simple things like the Bible would be written in Hebrew, and that's the, a beautiful language for God. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the reasons He chose the the, the Israelites as the, His covenant people 
or all of them have nothing to do with them and their merit at all. Like they're actually worse off than many other populations he could have. So like all the reasons he chose them had nothing to do with their strengths and, and merit. He chose them for the same reason he chose the 12 apostles. Right. I, but also, yeah. And when we say chose, you mean like, we mean who like the Messiah would come through the bloodline and yeah. who would supposed to represent God. But as far as bless, he blessed a lot of other people. Yeah. You know, so it's, so, but yeah, the choosing itself. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant, the choosing. Yeah, of the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, instead of just like, I don't know, blessing and choosing the Egyptians, you know? Right. And having, um, Moses was half a both. He could have went the other way at that point. Like, nah, the Egyptians yeah. are better. They'll carry. They have much more, they well, have right. better like, structures. Like, look at like, like Isaac and Ishmael. Mm-hmm. Like he blessed both. And he says, both of your future seeds yeah. will be blessed, but one's chosen. One's chosen. For the Messiah. So it's like, that's the. And he didn't say, because your people are going to be better people. They're more meritable. They're going to be stronger. They're going right. to be. Right. They're just who God chose. And it's, I don't know if we ever get like the definitive answer as to why, but if you, as you keep going through and through, the more reasons you see are just like, okay, God worked through them in this way, but just through them, mm-hmm. not by them, you know? Yeah. yeah. And the people are chosen in more of an abstract way prior to Exodus, but it's really solidified in Exodus, Exodus. and the covenant. What is, what is so to me, it's like at that time, they were the people that most needed saving. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, coming out, of, they were slaves in Egypt for four hundred years. Like, so you use who most needs, who most needs to be saved. Yeah. Which, if you're the one writing history, you can. That's why you would use Abraham, mm-hmm. Isaac, and Jacob to get them into Egypt to show that that's really what. It, you know what I mean? It's like, a, and you talk about a feminist message. Like one of the main things about the Israelites that God admired about them was their women's strength because they were able to give birth and silence. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like choosing yeah. that, I don't know many other, I don't know what women were like in other populations, but he knew these, my people, I choose you, you women are strong. You know, yeah. like you are going to be able to freak out the Pharaoh with your numbers mm. because you keep popping out babies, yeah. you know, at the outhouses, you know? Yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to make a joke that I bit my tongue. Yeah. All right, cool. Nice. Job. Um, yeah, so seeing the 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 Holy Spirit fill Peter in these first few um, chapters and give his messages and everything, and then just seeing the reaction of people looking at him, it's just really cool. Yeah, because I think what they're saying, like they even say it in there, like they could tell he's been with Jesus, mm-hmm. and it's like the irony of the two different stories of like one before when they were like, I could tell he's been with Jesus and he denied it, he and now he's like yeah. boldly speaking it, but like. I think they're, you know, they're saying like, well, aren't you like, aren't these the Galileans? Like, what, well, like, what, how are these like fishermen knowing all this prophecy? And I think that's the point because, like, in chapter one, it says like Jesus left, talking and walking with them forty days, talking to them everything pertaining to the kingdom of God. So from that time to now, plus the Holy Spirit pouring out, they've had Jesus's preaching on the kingdom of God, and then the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. And now, as Peter says later, like, we were given inspiration to be able to decipher these Old Testament prophets that they didn't know when and where these things would take place. Yeah, the shadows. Right. They were, they were speaking of our generation, but they didn't know that at the time. They were speaking to us. They were – what's the word he used? Wit- not witnessing. 
and Sorry. they were, mm, yeah, maybe it's just, maybe just us use prophesy. They were prophesying about to us, us to mm-hmm. anyway. But yeah, so it's like that's all that's what's happening is like they had just gotten firsthand teachings about the kingdom from Jesus. He leaves, and they get the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, and that's why these people are like, well, how do these guys know all this stuff? Like they're connecting all the dots. Yeah, there. yeah, and, and they can't deny the miracles that they're seeing. So it's like, yeah. They're like an it boy. That's exactly what it is. They're an Israel within Israel. They're like, how are these guys doing this? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and then seeing the reactions of the people that saw all this storyline of Jesus flush out in mm-hmm. front of their lives and seeing him um, crucified, and resurrected, and and now they're they're reaffirming this message with the miracles, and then they're saying, "What must I do to be saved?" Yeah. And um, like that is. That is like the what they're wrestling through and and seeing like if I acknowledge this, I have to acknowledge I killed Christ. Yes. Is what we have to deal with as believers. As we accept Christ. You know, like that's when when you're coming to the faith and you're you're trying to impart the the gospel to someone, they have to acknowledge that like their sin is on you know, the cross of Calvary and he de- like your yeah. sin is responsible for his death as much as theirs was. You know? Yeah. You don't think so? I don't know if... I know the sentiment is the same, but I don't know if the actuality of it is the like same. The as much. I mean, he's saying? literally... Because he's literally speaking to the generator, like, let his blood be on our hands. Yeah. And and, and there's a lot... That's all built into the acts, and, and... And we're covered in the blood. We are covered in the blood, yeah. yeah. So met- metaphorically, they're, they're talking literally. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But, right, but I'm saying, like, yeah, I think... He's also saying a lot of things that pertains to like like you guys are this wicked and perverse generation that that every year we have been singing these songs like looking out for this generation you guys are this generation mm. and Jesus calls him that because it's like Jerusalem Jerusalem it's like a prophet can't die anywhere else but except in Jerusalem you've and we're about to read Stephen and he literally says you guys have killed every single prophet that he has sent and then ironically Stephen gets killed you know and, yeah. and so it's like that generation was the wicked and perverse generation that. That was being. T- that's why Jesus. They all say it. Paul I, says it. Peter I thought says that was it. the baby boomers. Um, <laughs> well, what are you, Zoomers? Zoomers, Zoomers? Yeah. 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 Um. So yes, meta- yes, metaphorically, yeah. Our sin, everyone's sin has nailed him to the cross. But that generation, the actual, nailed him the, to yeah, the cross. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. But what that is, that metaphorically, is the acknowledgement of your depravity. Correct. Yeah, and what yes. that requires is the sacrifice of Christ. Yes, and so that is, I think, the part of, of the gospel message that is often left out. Because, mm. like, if it's really del- if it's delivered clearly, you should feel sorrow and mourning over your sin. Like, blessed are those who mourn. Mm-hmm. You're mourning over your sin because mm-hmm. you recognize the effect of it, which was the cross. And like, I don't. When that hits you, is what it, whenever I um, like prepare anything for a Bible study. Um, I want to get to that point where I realize that again every time. Yeah. Like, I'm no matter where you are when you're speaking the gospel or preaching it, your sins put them in the cross as much as the people you're talking to. You know, mm-hmm. no matter how much you yeah. read, and that's the humbling part of being a, a believer. It's like never like the, you can't step up on a pedestal when you're on your knees. You know, mm. that goes back to the uh, the idea of. Uh, I got two ideas going on here, but the that uh, Paul talks about in Romans that uh, 
should we sin that grace may abound? But at the same time, as we're sinning, and hopefully after the sin that we're asking for forgiveness, that in that, Christ still died for us, and knowing that that future sin that we did was putting him there, if that mm. makes sense. Mm. And like having that weight, like, yes, when you're saved, it's like all my past sins are for forgiven for, but it also means all your future ones. And in the idea of like, as you're acting in sin, it should be an even like deeper conviction. It's like, oh, what I'm doing right now, Christ died for. Like that, that what I'm literally doing right now is sending Christ to the cross, sent Christ to the yeah, cross. Right. In the metaphorical sense. Yeah. yeah. And then on the opposite side of that spectrum, because there's people who are, feel so guilty or feel so humble that feel like they, they could never get, they could never get God's yeah. love. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then if you take that, if you read this, like the, if you read into this an acts where it's like, well, if they could, yeah. then you definitely, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you, yeah, they you literally killed can. them. Yeah. Um, but if you're at that point and you think you're a non-believer and you feel unworthy of the love of Christ, you, I believe you're already a believer. Yeah. Well, to an like, extent. Yeah. You may not have processed it, but it's there. But your belief in Christ as the Messiah is there. Yeah. You just don't feel worthy of it. Well, I was talking about people who, before they come, before oh, okay. yeah, before they come, they're like, I, I can't even, like, they don't even want to have anything to do with the church. Like, I'm, you don't, I'm so bad of a person. You don't know how, like, like you know, it's the like, comment yeah. of like the the walls would fall down if I walked in a church or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as you work through, I mean, we did Acts 2. That's the last thing that we st- we uh, we talked about. Um, and the coming of the Holy Spirit. And then, you know, you see Peter's first message. Um, and the lame man healed and he goes in. Um, yeah, some beautiful first things you see. I mean, I think as a... Uh, as our Bible study, for some reason we've we've honed into Peter's story arc for um, the past few books we've read. Between um, we read First Peter, John, and Acts, and each one, I feel like we're just like kind of sucked into his his growth. I, th- I feel like he's just the most relatable. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. like it's just it's. I feel like proud of him. You know, by the time yeah. I got oh to yeah this, yeah mm-hmm. yeah, you're reading it, you're like oh, because he meets both sides of the spectrums. Mm. Well, so does Paul too, though, which is I guess is why they're both. Throughout X. Yeah. And it's quick, though. It's, I mean, Paul... You just see more... It, you see more Peter. Yeah, you see more Peter with Jesus, so we know more stories. And, stuff. Uh, and we even have four accounts of the same story, so you're going to see right, right. You know, many of them. But I I just, you know, you're almost like proud of a guy you never met. You can't visualize him, but... You know, I can now, because of the Chosen. <laughs> I can't believe they got the footage from back then. It's crazy. It's wow, right? It is yeah. crazy. I don't know it how... It looks they, good, too. They <laughs> in the, I, there was another boat... Is it color? Yeah, it's color. Yeah, it's music, modern music. Mm. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about the reoccurring theme of sharing in all things in here? So um, we see that in Acts two, and then we see it again in Acts at the end of Acts four, and that the multitude um, just shared in all things to each his own need, um, and then in uh, end of Acts four, um, it says they were of the same heart and soul, which is. Which is cool. That's a, I wish that would be like the attribute of, of our church. 
Um, not that it's not, but like that'd be so cool if that was the number one characteristic. Yeah. Neither did anyone say the feelings he possessed were of his own, and they all had things in common. With great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all were possessors of lands or households, sold them, and brought the proceeds of things that were sold, laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed them um, to each as anyone had need. That's beautiful. And I have seen examples of this mm-hmm. in our body multiple times mm-hmm. um, throughout my childhood and seeing people help other people and um, hearing pastors tell stories about how, like, when they're, they're in need, things just kind of show up at the doorstep. Like, I do believe the church does model this to a certain extent in in, in spurts, but I'm not sure as a whole. Um, I think what our, like what the modern version of this is tithing, and then they believe that tithing then gives the leadership enough resources to then meet the needs to of To meet the, the needs of everybody else. Okay. But we abdicate our responsibilities to do that more wholesale. And we've talked about this before, but I think like the government taking care of people takes away our ability to help people in that same manner. Yeah, because uh, as much as you can believe that like tithing, people say that like, I, I don't want to like specifically give to missions or specifically give to a person. I'll give to the church and let them do it. They're more equipped. They know you lose that connection to that person and that like the one, the opportunity to, one, if they're saved or not, like share the gospel, be an encouragement, and then get to know them yeah, and build them up. And that's like another one of those like discipleship. And like it all ties together because we're supposed to be communing and constantly entwined in each other's lives. Yeah, I agree. And one thing I think a church could do to, to do what you're saying and tithe um, is to show where the money's going. Yes. Yeah. Like – how cool would it be to just bring up the testimony of a family that was having a hard time and, and just thank thank you to you guys for giving your money to God because God blessed me with that. You know, and just things like like that. I mean, I think the a lot of uh, the CMA churches, they do a nice job of like showing um, the missionaries specifically that are supported. I think we support two or three and we know like Lisa who's on here. Um, but I don't know if people who just walk in the church like know that, you know. That's true. Yeah. Um, but just sharing like, hey, Lisa has a video from Hungary and she has a, she just got to lead this person to the Lord Praise God, thanks for Calvary, like for Calvary Hampton. You know, something like that would be like an awesome way to say, okay, so this money is, you know, or um, what are the, the they were on here. They're our favorite the, guests ever. The Callies? The Callies and the other Kenyan, um, Josh Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence. Lawrence yeah. Like just seeing, like it'd be awesome to just have a picture of the kids. You know what I mean? That are things like that, I think, are would also bridge that gap of like personal. Um, that's why organizations. Even if you're not directly supporting a kid, send you pictures of a kid. Mm. You know, if you're if you're supporting like a, a kid overseas, yeah. mm-hmm. that kid is just a kid in a, bo- a shoebox full of pictures. They, you know, they, it is a, of a kid, but most of that money is generally being used. Right. Um, but because you see that personal connection in that face, it helps. Um. Yeah, that bridges the gap a little bit. Um. Yeah, I was just I was just thinking like speaking of the example of the missionaries as I've gotten to know our missionaries and their testimonies like and, and like the the actual living out of the gospel and how they've been able to share it has made me want to support them more. Oh like, yeah. in, individually and it's like how can I help more rather than just the church. So it's like a it's both it's like it is mm-hmm. good that a church supports missionaries but it should be an opportunity to connect believers to missionaries, if that makes sense. Kind of like what you're yeah. saying. 
Yeah, and I, I know that my wife and I, for like, we have two kids and we've been praying about either having a third. Um, and for me, I'm just praying about that because I, <laughs> Allison knows. Um, God's told her that we should, uh, but uh, I'm still praying about it. Um, and, and that or like adopting. And so like our, what we wanted to do was in the meantime, um, sponsor a child and just adopt that way and see if God stirs something up in us. And for a year or so, even before Avery was born, we were just um, kept like looking into different agencies and just nothing felt like we were going to need to pull the trigger. And then just, I don't know how to describe it. It just, we didn't feel compelled um, for certain ones, because either the, not all the money was going to the kids themselves, there was no personal contact. I don't know if they're really preaching the gospel to kids and just meeting their physical needs. Like all those things are important to me. And then we met Josh Lawrence, and then it was like I couldn't get the wallet out fast enough, you know, mm -hmm. because yeah, I, I heard him preach the fluent gospel for three hours. These kids are dying, you know. And I think that personal connection is like, man, yeah. like tell me what you need, yeah, you know. Um, and that's what the church needs, like big C and little C to see it. Not that we need to know where the money's going. That's not the point. The point is just, I want to see fruit produced from our body with those funds. Cause if not, do we just stop tithing and start supporting people directly? Cause that's where the money should be going anyway. You know? I got a text from Mr. Montalbano that the, I didn't transfer the push pay thing. Over. So did I, did I'm, I, not, I'm not tithing anymore. Apparently. So did I, did I, I, uh, he me right, right before I came, I fixed Same. it. Yeah. I didn't fix it yet. Oh, so did it go to nowhere? My it, May fifteenth version? No, 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 no. This is the last, last one. one. Yeah. Okay, so I'm good. In June, it will cancel. I we don't know what will happen. This is okay. Like, I have I to cancel that one. I just give it to like, nobody. You know, it will just cancel. So we don't know if it just bounces back or if it I goes. Can't waste to that five dollars. I don't know. <laughs> Put that in a stocks. That's right. <laughs> that yeah. could be six bucks by next year, baby. Um. Yeah. So do you guys? I don't know. What are your thoughts on, because we talked about this with the book that's literally right on the table. Gospel fluency. Gospel yeah. fluency, like giving to each his own need. Do you see us doing that well as a church, Big C? Do you think that we can improve it? How? Big C? Church? Big C, little C, whatever you think. Uh, and by the way, Big C good. Just when we say that, people driving in your cars, Big C is universal church, the people around the world, yeah. the believers, the body of Christ. Little C is local church. We say that a lot. I don't know yeah, I don't... People are like, they like their punctuation. And kind of <laughs> yeah. Big C, I think it's too hard to gauge and judge and monitor. Yeah. Like, you can I only agree. really speak for your... It's really uh, by country, at least. Yeah, I, yeah. Or not, and then not even that. Yeah, I, I don't, like... Broad brush country. Who knows what the church in North Korea is doing. Or you know, like, China. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, little C, I think even within Little C church, like your local body... It could be done within even smaller bodies. Yes. Like, and we're trying to live that out to the young adults, mm -hmm. you know? Um, uh, yeah, it's just so hard to... I would say so, a great example of Little C is Chuck Thornley with his ministry and uh, helping out. Yes. Um, like, that's giving to people to meet needs. Like, churches are giving to that organization, Chuck Thornley runs a uh, crisis pregnancy center mm -hmm. with his wife. Like that one is like, people are coming there. We directly don't have the resources to meet all those needs when people are coming up. Mm -hmm. They do because people support them. Like, I think that's a, a, a active way for us yeah. to support the body. And I think, you know? yeah, I think it's gotta, there's gotta be a shift. And I think we have to do this with 
lot of things uh, that I haven't really thought this thought out yet. So, but I think we have to do this with a lot of things in scripture oh because thoughts. we just don't we just don't live the same way they did back then. So you have to take that into consideration. Yeah. Like you have to. So, but that doesn't mean you have to. That doesn't mean you get away scot free. Like you have to be creative. So, like I think a way that we now we're, we live in a world now where like at least within America, you know, where where we actually live and, and dwell. Uh, it's rare that someone is just like in need. In, in, yeah, in need, in real, real need that is like always around and that you could help the way they did. And that's where like you guys could all come together and like share a local lawnmower. You know what I mean? Like things like things like that. Like that, that can still happen and that does still happen in certain urban communities and, and, and praise God. But we have to, ours should now be more the same thing, but with pain and like mm. comfort and with, and let's, you know, we know some, we, we know physical needs that need to be met for some people and we try to meet them. Yeah. Um, but it, I agree. I, I think that cultural contextualization does matter. Yeah. Yeah. It has to, because like, that's an agricultural society. It, yep. it doesn't, we don't, the, the government is not taking care of these people. Well, exactly. The industrial revolution, but that doesn't mean we get away. From, no. You know, yeah. But the industrial revolution changed everything. So it's like, we can't look back at them and be like, all right, let's all meet up in the middle and put our corn stalks in the middle. Yeah, it's like, just yeah. not how it works. Like, boy, you have to be creative and figure out what that looks like now. Yeah, even just small things. Like I know, uh, like uh, the way that they would, in um, Old Testament law, they would have like, they would require farmers to leave a tenth of their crop, yeah. right? Yeah, that would the feed corners, their, yeah. Um, and like whatever dropped on the ground, that would be what yeah. people could eat. Um, like there, there's a farmer in town mm-hmm. that does that. For his workers, right. yeah, oh yeah, like if you're a farmer, absolutely. Literally, yeah, but I'm yeah, saying yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. an active yeah. way for like, hey, there's people that are migrant workers on the farm, yeah. And then just small things. I remember a couple of years ago, we went and we went to um, one of the labor camps, and we like paid a lot of money for food from them. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Do you remember we did that? Yes, we, house? yes. we went and bought like uh, it was like lamb curry. It was like, I think it was like lamb. Or, oh yeah, yeah, I do um, remember that. Yeah, and, but like it was a she just made food for all the people, and she charged like seven fifty a box of food, and we bought like twenty of them mm-hmm. or something like that. Just boosted their income for the yeah. night, you know, and they don't need a whatever, yeah. you know. Um, but I think more importantly what needs to happen is that like it needs we need to talk about this more. Like this is a good platform. Within <laughs> no, I don't mean literally to us, the, but I mean I mean the, people. I mean the <laughs> so. little C church and big C church. Like we need to, this needs to be talked about more and the creativity behind it so that it's mentally known. Like I, I feel like when people look at X two and following, they're like Oh, that was for that back for them back then in that time period, and and you know then you hear a bunch mm-hmm. of things like it's a bridge book, Excuses. don't try to live like that, and blah 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 blah, and it's just looked at as like that was for them, and like it, that church allegedly failed, which it didn't, but but that church that church like you know led to these things, or it looks like communism and blah blah blah, where it's like well, if, if you do it right and actually understand like that's what we're supposed to be doing in a different light because mm-hmm. the world's different now, mm-hmm. then. Your church body and the outside people would know that the, the church and the kingdom is where you go to to meet get needs met. But we don't talk about it enough. We have been young adults, but like we don't talk about it enough. Where it's like we are this we are this temple that people can run to, mm. where torrents of water should be flowing in and out. You know, like Jesus being the chief cornerstone. And I don't think that gets talked about enough. So we don't do it and or people don't see us doing it or know that it's even being done yeah where it is being done like yeah and i i think 
the idea that has, we have to be creative about it mm-hmm. is spot on. Yeah. And also, we can't abdicate that responsibility um, to share and meet each other's needs because we are supposed to be known by our love for each other. Like John 13, yeah. like, like Christians should be known by our love for each other. Right. So like if we can't meet our physical needs, then we need to be creative enough to be separate from the world by our love for one another. In some sort of fashion. Some yeah, sort yeah, of way. Yeah, 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 Even yeah. if it's not that, then there, there's you, there's no spiritual and emotional needs to be met. Mm-hmm. And like I, I, even just small things like mental health. Like and yeah, and this is where I think the church is right. Yeah, that's a big one. I think I think this is where our church has dr- like drastically failed in the last hundred hundreds of years, where it's you had to come and be perfect when it should have been the exact opposite. Yeah, we should have been ex- and I, obviously it ha- both things have been happening simultaneously. But I'm just saying like it's it needs to be like accepting Samaritan women and beggars and blind and deaf and sinners and tax collectors like it should have never ever ever strayed from that and it did and it was just like this you have to be perfect and get the stigma attached to that where it's like oh i can't be like they're holy rollers i can't be like them or whatever and and the exact opposite of what we should be doing is what's happening yeah um yeah yeah and i i don't i can't pinpoint exactly when that shift happened and when social status became more important than like Christ in certain churches, but I can, I can picture in my brain, unfortunately, churches that have a type of people that go, you know, and that that wouldn't likely be welcome. I actually think like kudos to the Catholic church. Oh yeah. They're usually pretty great with people going in broken. Yeah. Um, That's what I was going to say. I I mean, I, we kind of, not that we talk, toss dirt on that, that much at all, but like we do mention how like their theology is off and. You know, their work's based, but they do a lot of great service for people. Mm -hmm. And like even mechanisms that I kind of disagree with are like confession as a requirement, Mm -hmm. as a sacrament, but as a whole, like confession is a place for people who are broken to be able to anonymously admit that, Mm -hmm. which is a stepping stone towards um, forgiveness, you know? Yeah, absolutely. If that's what I was going to say before, like I I was going to say, if I had to guess, it would be like when the printing, like when the Bible became popularized to the common person, and then a bunch of denominations were made, and then once a bunch, like then it's like then you can choose a then you, come. exactly then you can choose like a certain denomination might attract certain types of people exactly, and like and only want certain types of people, and then you whereas like the well, granted the Catholic Church was doing other things where it's like only the priest could read the Bible and stuff like that, or like the, you know like certain. That was wrong, but it was attracting all those sorts of people. Whereas, like, brokenness, where you go to, it was meeting their needs. It was, yeah. So it's double edged sword. Yeah. I mean, whatever man touches, they corrupt. Yeah. So, like, I think neither system, I think both systems would ideally work. What do you mean? Like, if you had a, a holy man of God that was interpreting the Bible and preaching it to people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be an ideal situation yeah. as well as all the people accurately interpreting it on their own. You mm-hmm. know, like in a perfect world, both both systems would work well, just like socialism yeah. and capitalism. Yeah, yeah. Ideal world, they both work great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we don't live in an ideal world, so whatever man touches, it corrupts. Out of everything you in Acts, what do you, what do you wish we could model the most 
Ooh. Mm. It's tough because it's a bridge book and we can't really take any of those. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I have to see. I, I don't want to work through the next few chapters like together before I make that decision. Like so far, there's not that much different other than being prayerful before doing anything. Um, being spirit filled and completely aware of the Old Testament when speaking. Another big one. Um, like connecting dots for people. Um, also, no, like I just think I'm just replaying that, like meeting people where they were. Like Peter and John went to the worship the temple at the Temple Mount. Um, still, even though they knew it wasn't required for salvation, they like instigated ways to proclaim the gospel. Um, they didn't shy away from fulfilling the old law and and feasts. Yeah, no, yeah. Which is a bit one that yeah. you know a lot of churches right now um, are. Like I heard on Calvary, a lot of people are celebrating Passover, uh, Pentecost. Um, I didn't know that. Like uh, the Pentecost Sunday is like a big Sunday. Everybody's like celebrating that soon. Um, and not that I know anything about this, but I did uh, through a quick Google search. They're expecting something like huge to happen this year with Pente with Pentecost in Israel. Um, it, like a bunch of people that went to Israel were telling me about like they're all prepping for something huge. Um, somebody's like son was excommunicated from somewhere and Israel's making a big military move on Pentecost to do something and reclaim something. And then they're expecting that to be one of the final pieces to the temple. And like, it's either going to create like a giant war with the Palestinians or not. And yeah, just highlights, but people who are um, pre-trib dispensationalists think this is like one of the biggest days ever. And so lots of these churches are in, in Israel mm -hmm. um, are gathering and praying for, um, this to be it. Um, so that's all. I know. That's what I heard. And then on the other hand, people are just celebrating the feast as normal over mm -hmm. there too. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, fifty-one days from now, fifty-one <laughs> days from Passover, we'll know. I would say so far, like you said, I I would agree that we still have a lot of chapters to go through Acts together. But um, so far, it was it's really been Acts to the end where it talks about um, the breaking the bread together daily and. Uh, that they ate food, but that that last little part, they ate food with gladness and simplicity of heart, mm. praising God, having favor with all people. And that's like the, f the idea that following Christ and living out his example and preaching the gospel through those things would find favor with all people. That if, it, it, There will be persecution and that comes later on, but the fact that other than the name of Jesus, nothing could be held against them. Mm. They were, that's literally what they were executed for. Mm -hmm. that yeah. It was nothing that they were doing. It was nothing that they, well, I mean, proclaiming Christ, but it was nothing that society could say to them that they were bad people or that they broke laws and stuff. It's, it's, oh no, they were proclaiming Christ and we didn't like that. So yeah, get rid of them. Isn't that insane how like, how much pride or I don't know is it pride or is it people are so stuck like are so against change that like all that we're seeing so far in Acts and throughout Acts mm -hmm. really except for very small minor parts is Jews telling other Jews mm -hmm. that their Messiah is here yep and and that like 
And that causes them to freak out. And that out causes and- them to like freak out. Mm-hmm. And it, it's almost like <laughs> I don't this is going to sound bad. I don't want like but like it's almost like you don't ever actually want him to come. Because the hope, uh, well, for, the hope, do you know what I mean? Like the hope for him is better than the actual him being here. Especially like, for that first century Jude, like it was that idea that oh no, they killed him and we missed him. Like, it, it, so it's that that pridefulness of like oh, I would have known that he was the Messiah, right? And I wouldn't have killed him, but now you're saying that I missed him and he was the Messiah, so that's not possible. So you you got to be a false prophet. Yeah, it's just it's just what I mean. Literally, when Paul's again is rested, he said he literally tells him like, "I speak nothing but the hope of Israel." Mm-hmm. He literally tells, like, "It's like you guys know everything I'm saying. This isn't a foreign concept." Like, and that's like the, he's literally pleading with them, and he that's a literally he appeals to like the king with those words, and it's like mm-hmm. crazy that it's like you don't we don't we just like read by that, but like if you actually think about it, he was like, "I am literally preaching nothing but the hope of Israel," and you're and you're arresting me for it, like. That's the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, this should this should be the most celebrated thing in our religion and at the same time, this is what's getting me in jail. Yeah. Like the and, fact or that bare minimum she should be like, all right, well, we don't I just disagree. I don't think it was him. You know what I mean? Like I don't like yeah. I, like the paradox of it. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the like the this was all for you and you're yeah. But it's always been like I mean, like every prophet and since then anybody who speaks out in Christ's name that the the, the counter forces that go against that it's the same battle yeah you know not, it's not about israel at that point yeah but i'm just saying like we are offering you the cure to death mm. and you hate me for it i think it's the, well yeah like the idea of even if this was possibly true wouldn't you want to know it yeah and like even if even if you don't think it's true wouldn't you be more annoyed if i didn't say it because that's more hateful than anything else. Well, here's the th- yeah. I was just gonna say this. Here's what I think. Like, I think the general, I think the average mass populace. Like, do you think people are more emotional thinkers or logical thinkers? Emotional. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. I, like, I feel like that's more like because exactly you would just like like um the one guy that we talk about he used to he used to be on Ravi Zacharias's team. Yeah. He writes a lot of like Islamic like against. He used to be Islamic. Now he's yeah. Nabil Qureshi. Is this the guy that says like it'd be nobody talked to him about Christianity? Yes. Yeah. He was like I had a, I had a bunch of Christian friends and he was like and I didn't think they actually believed what I thought because nobody talked to me about it. Yeah. And if you did, you would like that's a logical thinker. But most people think emotionally and they immediately go to like how can you say there's one way into anything? Like you know, it's just like like even if you were approached now by someone who was Muslim and yeah. they tried to convert you. Wouldn't yeah. you at least be appreciate the sincerity of like one hundred percent? Yeah, it's like it's like honorable. It's like okay, you actually believe you what you care believe. about. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where I would meet them. Yeah, I like, I could tell you genuinely care about me, and I appreciate, and I appreciate that. that. Yeah, that. yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Now let me tell you about my God. <laughs> yeah, and then it would literally yeah. be just be a conversation. cordial conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's never how it goes. <laughs> no, and like I've had that once. I will say though, and I don't support this guy at all. So I'm just throwing his name out there because he's all over YouTube. The Steven Crowder. Um, yeah, he has that, that like that table. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it called again? Um, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Oh, he okay. yeah. puts the ones on YouTube that are the most contentious because they get the most views. Yeah. But he does have a lot of really civil conversations with people, lots and lots. Okay. Um, where he'll just be like, he'll he's even done a Christianity one where he's like, uh, prove me, prove to me that Jesus was not the Messiah or something, and they'll come and talk to him, 
And like he always puts up like the blue haired person that's like screaming at him and yeah. you know, covered in menstrual blood. But the other one, um, like the most of them are just talking to him as a normal person and yeah. he has those conversations. Um, I think that would probably be the majority of the conversations with people if we actually authentically attempted to have them. That they, you're saying that they'd be normal, just I like any of my coworkers like that I work with, if I got a chance to talk to them for twenty minutes alone about the Bible, I think most of the time it'd be like very civil. So you're saying because it's around other people or be- I don't know what my implications are. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that maybe because we're not creating those environments enough where we talk to people and we're expressing that we love them enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, even people, family members I've talked to on car rides, like yeah, when I've had the chance to talk to them about it, they'll shut me down, but they get why I did it. Yeah, I'm thinking like I think you would have to just talk to them about it. And then if it went into any sort of like you could – the first second you could see it going anywhere into like any sort of like argument or like the questionings, even the questions like will eventually lead there, I would like nip it in the butt right there and then just be like, listen, if you want to like meet up again and talk about this, like we can have coffee. It's like – but I just, wanted to, I just wanted to share that with you that like – Don't let it go to contention. Don't ever let it go. Yeah, but if they want – to I don't I don't say debate because that sounds like contention, but like if they want to go back and forth with the questions and answers, that's a whole separate occasion on another day. Before, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just want to literally plant like show them that like you care and you love them and yeah, like it's a good point. Yeah, because I'm th- as I'm thinking through in my head, like how would it not how would it not get contentious? Because you you also want to draw out the amount of exposure you have with that person. So like if you say you go from like the love I care about you and then the the debates the the conversation yeah. that conversation you used up all your cards by the end of that conversation, what's next? They either convert or they don't. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's right. It's like if they're not going to profess Christ, then you just lost your relationship. And they might think like that's why you wanted this to do this this whole entire uh-huh. time. You wanted to argue. Yep. That's why if you just made a whole separate like listen, I don't even want to talk about that. Like if you want to, we can meet up another like meet up somewhere. Yeah. But I just wanted to tell you that like yeah, you know, whatever it is like yeah. Because like if anybody has, because essentially what you're saying is like, if if you're thinking like defensively how they would receive it, it it could come off as like, this relationship is based off me my ability to convert you. Yes, for one and for two, it's like you're you're implying that I'm living a wrong way, yeah. or I'm you're implying that I mi- I have a hole in my life or missing something in my life, and you know what that is, and you've never walked in my shoes. What do you know? What I mean, like you're implying yeah. a lot when you say it. So yeah. it's like that's why if you're just like. Table it for a whole nother. Yeah. And follow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep tabling it. <laughs> yeah. But what was your one thing in Acts so far? That's oh, I asked and I didn't have an answer. Oh, okay. um, I, didn't, I didn't even know if I gave one. I just started listing things. Accident. I oh, asked it. Oh, that's good. Uh, I'll go, guys. Yeah. Welcome to Encounter, where Joe and Adam (laughs) (laughs) Cole made one too many bad jokes. (laughs) There's a lot. When I started listening to things, I didn't realize how many Mm -hmm. there that stand out. But um, there's going to be plenty more. So I, what I wanted, we haven't really seen persecution mount its full mount yet. So like we've seen him arrest him for a night at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, We see Stephen. Yeah, flawed ones, but like we're seeing martyrs soon. Yeah. And how the church reacts to that. I think that's going to be more telling. 
at the the Calvary pastors retreat that's happening next week, there's one of the pastors everybody's excited to hear is um, this uh, church in California that didn't shut down during the pandemic is the Calvary, and they're being oh, yeah. sued for like, they were, a lot. Yeah, um, he's speaking next week about persecution and stuff, so I'm curious to what he's going to hit on. Um, I hope I get to hear him. Where's he speaking? At the Calvary pastors thing. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going for one of the nights, but not the other ones. Okay. So I'll um, that night. Yeah, I'm curious. What? The perspective? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I don't know. But everybody's kind of excited to hear about it because they just, no one around here did that. So like, they're all just kind of looking for this guy who like really had a pair, you know, during um, and what his thought process was and everything. What are those eyes for? No, I just, <laughs> I, I, I won't say, I just have questions. So I'll ask when you come back from it. Yeah. I mean, I have no, I don't know. Or when we end church. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that there are churches that quietly just continue to worship. And then there are churches like MacArthur's church that like shouted it from the rooftops and made a political stand and wanted to be all over Fox News. And, you know, that's much less, in my opinion, not res- much less authentic than a church that just says, we're going to continue to worship. Please keep coming. Like, we're not going to close our doors if you want to come, you know. And our church mainly did that, did the month of respect, you know, and I went like a month after that. Our churches, never mind. I'll wait for, uh, I have questions. Ask ask one, and then we'll wrap up. Our churches currently not allowed to be open? No. Okay. That's my only question. Oh, okay. Not that I know of. But they're being, they're not suing, they're being sued. By the state for not having closed. Okay. So like after the fact. Yeah. The state said like, if you don't shut down, we're going to do this. And then if you don't shut down, we're going to do this. And it never did this. So they defied, you know, the state law and mandates at the time. Um, apparently that's, that's literally as far as I know. They're being sued for millions and they'll lose their church if they, you know, the state wins. So the same lawyer that Ben Shapiro has and the Daily Wire, this this Girl, I don't know her name. Is there the lawyer that they have? Is the what? The lawyer that they have. Oh, okay. Like she's this like famous lawyer that fights for like faith rights um, and like argues um, for churches. Um, like she's been on the Andrew Clavin show and Ben and Matt Walsh like a bunch mm-hmm. of times. I think her name is Jenna something. Um, she's representing them. Ed MacArthur. So. All right. All right. So um, you've been encountered. Thank you so much for tuning into the Encounter podcast and being part of the Encounter community. We treat this podcast as a ministry. We pray for it. We pray for our listeners and we pray that the guests and the information and the gospel that we share on this channel and this media platform are always and only glorifying to Christ and Christ alone. And while we do that, guys, our podcast sometimes spans one to three hours. So if you hear anything that you disagree with while we are speaking, which is highly likely, be Berean Christians, you have a few options. The first one would be to take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. The second one would be to know that your and our authority should be and always be the scripture. So before you take anything at our word, please open the pages of your Bible, read them and find out what absolute truth looks like. 
find it. And then the next step would be to reach out to us. And we would love to learn from our listeners um, as you are listening through a one-way communication to about our podcast. So please reach out to us with questions, concerns. We want to be held accountable. We want to have conversations. We want to see actual growth. But first, take a deep breath. Second, open your Bible. And three, give us a shout out. Have a blessed week.